Over the past year, I've been on a healing adventure. I've spent the past 12 months recovering from brain fog, pain, and chronic fatigue. Like any good adventure story, there have been highs and lows, losses and gains, and an incredible amount of personal growth and lessons learned. This journey has made me a better health practitioner and a more empathetic coach. To add more meaning to my experience, I wanted to create something that would help others to increase their energy, clear their mind, and restore their health. I created the Brain Fog Bible. The Brain Fog Bible is a 47-page guide that covers what I call the low-hanging fruit. It explores the most important areas to be assessed and addressed if you want more from life, but your brain and your body are holding you back. You can grab a copy at brainfogbible.com forward slash download. That's brainfogbible.com forward slash download. I believe one of the most important things that we can do is give ourselves the gift of truly nourishing the soul through time spent in self-inquiry, moments that still the mind and practices that light us up and allow us to reconnect to the child within. Move, Breathe, Create is a platform that celebrates soul nourishment. Move your body to get out of your head. Breathe to give yourself mental clarity and calm. Create without expectation to fuel your inspiration and delight your senses. Come and join us over at movebreathecreate.com and use the code kombucha for your first month free. I'm looking forward to seeing you inside the community. From a young age, I was passionate about nutrition and helping people with their health. When I started practicing in the field, I realized that physiology and psychology are intimately intertwined. Some of my clients just needed to know what to do to feel better. And many of my clients knew what they should be doing, they just weren't doing it. Underneath it all, unconscious conditioning was getting in the way of their success. This drove me to uplevel my skill set and coach my clients to remove some of their mental roadblocks and reconnect with the wisdom of the body. I learned about the importance of embodiment and harnessing the power of emotions to get more of what you want from life. I started offering intensive one-to-one coaching packages and I launched my Grounded Goddess group program. I also wanted to create a free offering to help women understand the power of the mind, body, and emotions. I created the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. The Grounded Goddess Blueprint is a 43-page guide that will help you reconnect with what you want from life and teach you how to build your roadmap to create it. It will help you understand why you often find yourself going round in circles and engaging with self-sabotage. If you feel stuck, overwhelmed, or frustrated with lack of results, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. If you want clarity, understanding, and more success, you want the Grounded Goddess Blueprint. Just go over to groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint and grab your copy. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash blueprint. Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. 
This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kombucha in Color. It is just myself and Shay today on the show, and we're kind of just going to go with the flow today and have a bit of a catch up and maybe just talk about some of the thoughts that have been on our mind over the past week. And this week, Shay announced to the world that she is pregnant. And so now I feel that I can safely say that due to her pregnancy, she hasn't had a very good night's sleep. So... We didn't really want to put too much pressure on the show today, but we just, we do like to uphold our commitment to continue to record and deliver these episodes each week. So today is very much about going with the flow. So Shay, how are you? Well, yeah, thank you for pre-framing that and just letting everybody know that I've had this terrible night. I was telling Anna before we got on the show that I had the same amount of food that I usually have last night going before going to bed. And then I got into bed and it was just felt like it was sitting in my chest. And like I actually had to go and get my yoga bolster and get some pillows because I felt like I needed to sit upright to try and sleep to get this food to like digest properly. And then by four o'clock, I was like, I, this is not working. So I got up and had, my, had a rest because I was starving and eventually just decided that I'm going to read my book. And yeah, so I'm actually exhausted. And before we got onto this, Sure, I, I was said to Anna, like, what are we going to talk about today? I have this idea, but I don't think I'm ready to talk about it because I haven't like had enough sleep and I'm not like cognitively as functioning as properly today. And Anna just, you just replied and you were like, well, you know, not every show has to be this polished, perfect thing. Um, it can just be a little bit of a catch up and yeah, it doesn't have to be a showstopper. So certainly it's not going to be a showstopper, but I think maybe that's also part of what we want to chat about today is like, letting yourself just have the messy bits as well like letting yourself have the things that aren't really fully formed that aren't really planned like allowing yourself to be in the messy middle like often especially like Anna and I we show up as like the people in authority the people who know the people who are giving advice the people who are giving knowledge people who are sharing because that's what our audience is 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 there we here to serve with the knowledge that we have and sometimes like we're in this place where we're like, gosh, there's, I'm moving through something that I'm not quite sure of how to navigate this. And that's certainly been my experience of this pregnancy and especially announcing it. Like, obviously I've not been in the situation before and announcing the pregnancy was this really exciting thing. I shared on Instagram and I've shared um, a story on a blog post. And if you listen back a few weeks, you can hear the podcast episode that Anna and I recorded at eight weeks. And the podcast episode is a very honest account. It's very, very authentic of how I was feeling in the moment. And there were some things in that podcast that I look back and I can see that perhaps those things would be triggering to somebody who is moving through miscarriage or has had baby loss or is struggling with infertility. And um, someone messaged me on Instagram and they said, you know, maybe you should put a disclaimer on that um, podcast because it's something that people, you know, they might be jumping into this podcast and not knowing and it might be triggering for some people. And it was actually something when, when I shared the podcast on my Instagram um, story or shared it on my um, Instagram account, 
I put the disclaimer in there without even thinking about it. I was like, just listen, like this is a pregnancy announcement. So if, if you are sensitive to any of these things, then maybe this is not the episode for you, but it wasn't specifically in the episode show notes. So I thought, you know, it's actually a good idea to, to you're right, put it in the show notes as well. So that people who are coming to the show independently um, have that warning or that thing that says maybe it's not for them today. And so I'm really glad that I did that because it helps people who are not ready to engage with that type of content. But then I also was reflecting to Anna and saying, you know, at what point do, you know, here I, I, I've announced a pregnancy and in the stories where I announced a pregnancy, I, I wanted to acknowledge the people who are on a journey of, of infertility or on a journey of baby loss who have had some challenges of miscarriage. And I just want to acknowledge that, but I don't, I don't know what else to say because I'm in a really blessed and, and, and lucky, fortunate position. Um, I haven't had that struggle. And it's, it's a really hard thing to navigate between staying in my own experience of this and allowing myself to feel the full joy of what I'm experiencing and at the same time trying to hold space for everybody else who's not. And it, it just, it sometimes feels like it, there's, it's a lot to try and hold. And, you know, I was just reflecting on this with, with Anna and like, excuse me, <coughs> and you were kind of saying, you know, at what point do, do people have to take responsibility for their own feelings? And I don't know, it's just like, it's like a question that I have around this, you know, I said to Anna, every single post now that I share about pregnancy, do I need to put a disclaimer before it to say, this is a post that I'm sharing about this, like, don't read this or I don't know, maybe it's better for people who, who are struggling with that to kind of unfollow or to, to not take in any of my content over this time. I don't, I don't know what the right answer is. So that's just something that where I'm at around this. And I think, Anna, you had your own reflections on this in a slightly different way. Obviously, Shay and I collaborate on the podcast. I think everybody knows that by now. <laughs> um, and I, I noticed when the episode went out that Shay, you know, had put up the disclaimer and that we've also got somebody who professionally edits our podcast and she'd emailed him to ask for that disclaimer to be added into the show notes as, as soon as possible. And I was sort of watching this and it got me thinking and I'm, I found Shay's trigger warning actually quite triggering for me because it started to make me reflect a little bit on myself and in my own journey. And I guess I just want to start off by saying that like I, I am to a certain extent, a very physically abled person. I have two arms, I have two legs, I can use my body um, to do the things that I need to do each day to care for myself and also to experience life. I can go for a walk on the beach, I can swim in the sea, there's so much that I can do with my body. But I also feel that to a certain extent, I am dis abled in air quotes in that I might not be able to do what the general expectation is for an average woman my age which might be for example I can go for a walk but I have to be careful not to walk too far or too fast or too long or to do that too many days consecutively or if I'm not feeling very well and a friend wants to go for coffee it makes me feel very unwell to be in a loud noisy coffee shop with lots of things going on and so there can be a lot of emotional energy involved to continuously set those boundaries, which is just to explain to people that's what I, I can't do that because da, 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 and, and try and help them understand where you're coming from. That can get quite draining over time because there's just like an expectation. 
I've been going through my own challenges this week, which are something we can maybe touch on if it's relevant. But um, when Shay put up her trigger warning, there was a part of me that was maybe channeling some of the anger and frustration that I've been experiencing this week, which was a little bit like, well, if you're going to protect all these people, like, are you going to protect what about the disabled people? And what about you know, the people who, who can't do handstands and then you have everybody on Instagram posting their fancy yoga poses or the fact that they've just completed their marathon or whatever it might be. Do you put a disclaimer with that for the disabled people? Maybe for people who are also, you know, single and lonely, do you put a disclaimer when you put your anniversary photos up on Instagram? So the big question I had around there is like, at, at what point do we, you know, uh, you know, advertise our triggers in advance or preframe our triggers to to protect people. And when I thought about myself and and in this very in my personal situation, one of the things that I realized that I have to take responsibility for is to just accept my place where I'm at because the, what was triggering for me was much more representative of a little bit of what I've been moving through at the moment, which is some anger and frustration about my progress and the limitations that that places on me and what I'm able to do in my life. And so, yes, I can actually scroll on Instagram and I can see people doing amazing things with their bodies and that can be upsetting for me, but I can't expect everybody on Instagram to take down their, you know, their, their photos or, or to put a disclaimer with every post. So there is some work that I have to do on my part, which is to reach acceptance. And even if I can't reach acceptance to be okay with sitting in the discomfort of where I'm at, because I also do believe that, you know, our triggers are there to activate parts of us that we need to look at. And it's through being open and willing to look at those activated triggers that we actually grow and expand, which is part of what I believe at least that we're, we're here to do in this world. A hundred percent. And I think that's so, so true and so powerful. And something that you were saying about, you know, you can scroll on Instagram and you can see all these people doing these amazing things and handstands and fancy yoga poses and all this thing. And then at what point also is the responsibility with you to know, like, actually, these are the triggers and I'm not in a place now where I'm ready to look at these and I'm not in a place now where I'm ready to handle this. So my action and my responsibility is to close down this app and do something that's nourishing for myself. And so that's kind of what I've been been thinking about. And at the same time, in the same breath, I know it was really important for me to acknowledge the people who are on this journey. And I had a lot of messages from women who have just said like, thank you so much for acknowledging me. And now that I feel seen, I can enjoy your pregnancy and enjoy this journey with you, but it's just that moment to acknowledge where I am in my journey. And so I think like there's definitely, there was, I'm so glad I did it. Um, when I shared it in the stories before, even the, the disclaimer on the podcast, like it was important to me to recognize that. But then I also think like social media is such that it's such an ongoing thing that somebody who's seeing me for the first time in three weeks who missed that disclaimer that I shared or that, that acknowledgement that I've shared with people two weeks ago had gone on my stories with far down in the feed. They're seeing me for the first time and they're looking and going, this person doesn't acknowledge me at all. So they don't care or yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's, it's, it's an, it's a difficult thing to try and hold space for everything all the time. And I think that the further down you go this path, it's like we're being asked to hold more and more 
and at the expense of perhaps our own experience in some ways. And I don't, I think it's a really good thing to be really mindful of other people's experience. And I think this is where something like it intersects with this Black Lives Matters movement. It's like, wow, we need to actually open our frame and, and look at things from another person's perspective um, in order to create more positive, empowering change. But then at what point also are we allowed to also be in our own experience? So that's also this, this dynamic. But, you know, as, we were, as you were talking about in the beginning, when you were, you were using that disabled example or that, that example of, of not being, um, you know, whatever, having full function of your body, and I think it comes down to being able to recognize privilege. And I think that's where this also overlaps with the Black Lives Matters movement is like, we have to like recognize our privilege. And I think that's at least been my journey in this pregnancy is like, wow, this was unplanned for one and I, but we quickly came to realize like, this is a massive blessing. And we, we're really, really privileged and really, really lucky that this happened because for many people it doesn't. And you know, when Warren and I were going through this, of like, oh my gosh, like we really weren't prepared for this at all. But who knows if this was our only chance? Who knows if this was the timing just happened to be right? And it just, we may struggle in years to come to fall pregnant, or this may never happen again for us. We don't know. So there is that acknowledgement of this and like to take what we have now as an absolute blessing for, for right now. And at the same time, acknowledge people who, who have moved through that and it hasn't had the same outcome. Yeah. I think what came up to me as you were talking, is just this idea of gratitude. Like it's that actually just being grateful for, for what you do have. And as your self-awareness increases which which it does continuously as you're on this path i think it's i'm not sure what the solutions are at all around as you say there's so much space to hold for people you've only got so many characters on instagram by the time you've acknowledged everyone you can't even you know have your post (laughs) Um, and so and so how do we how do we work around it Um, i don't know what comes to me is just this idea of just like to have it sprinkled throughout you know Mm. throughout the work that you do acknowledging different different groups of people or different challenges of people from time to time in different contexts. And and maybe that is the best that we can do also considering we're up against the algorithms. It'd be lovely if everybody mm. can see our posts all the time. Yeah. There's so much at play, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's not easy. And I've definitely noticed that my default acknowledging this, um, you know, as we've had the Black Lives Movement really come to the forefront of social media, and rightfully so, is I almost get paralysis by analysis, and I've just mm-hmm. I've just like stopped posting. And part of that is because um, I also just felt like I needed to take that step back from social media generally, just for myself to to recharge my own batteries. But also now that I've come back to it, I'm just like I don't know I, I don't know what to say, and if I don't if I just post like I normally would. That feels a bit off, but I'm not quite sure how I should be posting. So let me just not do anything and like run away, which I don't think is is, is the right thing to do either, but I, it's definitely my, my default. Mm. And I think this is also something that relates to what I was speaking about earlier about taking in the broader context and being with the world at large and the cultural things that and the shifts that have to have to happen in society, but then also perhaps at the expense of your own personal experience. So 
when we were ready to announce our pregnancy and we decided like, okay, after the scan, we're going to announce it. But it was maybe a week or two weeks after the big week of Black Lives Matter movement on Instagram. And for me, there was like this conflict that's happened of like, gosh, there's, there's this stuff that's really important in the world. And me announcing a pregnancy kind of came a little bit after that time. And I think to myself, yes, a pregnancy announcement is not that important compared to this massive movement that's happening. And also it is important. It's, it's a new life that we are creating and it's like how it's to you. Yeah. And it's, and it's my experience and, and also to feel valid in my own experience is, is I think, yeah, really, really important. And it's so much of the work that we do to find worth within ourselves. So to hold space for both of those things can sometimes feel like it might look incongruent from the outside looking in. And I think this, this speaks to the nature of and the duality of people. Like we can hold two things at once. Like we can really be in this place of like empowered anger, rage, like, and also this tenderness holding space, like here's this new life. Like there's, there's these two parts of us that can exist, co that can mm. coexist side by side in the same person. And I think we are human and we are divine and we've got these parts to us that that are not separate. They're not divisible. So yeah, it's just my experience lately. Yeah. The word that, that I think of there is integration and it's mm. just like in, integrating all these parts somehow. <laughs> mm. um, and, and a lot of that comes from the heart, isn't it? The heart chakra mm. is all about integration. Mm. And we've spoken on the show in the past about the word yoga coming from the word yoke or union to unite and you know how how do we integrate all these parts in the most balanced way but i think the fact that it is at least on the radar that we're at least thinking about it is probably a step in the right direction mm. and just as you were talking about that heart chakra fanny i did a yoga practice or yoga class two days or yesterday and I picked some cards from the Elena Brower card deck to use. And the cards that I chose for the practice were, first of all, this idea of we are all one, we are all together. And the phrasing that was on this card was, I help you to help me. And I help me to help you. So it's like, as much as we put our energy out to help other people, it helps us because we are one with that person. And at the same time, to help ourselves is to help the other person. And I think that's like a beautiful thing as well. Like if you think about it in terms of the, the action that we're taking for educating ourselves, learning about the Black Lives Movement, to be mindful of how can I actually serve somebody who's maybe moving through a tough time and also can I take care of myself and my needs and my ability to stand in my own experience of this because they're not separate. And then following on from that was this, this question of how can you bridge the space between self-care and service? So yes, you can help yourself in order to be able to help somebody else, but how do you bridge that gap between caring for yourself in that self-care kind of way and taking it to service. And then the answer or the bridge between those two is love. And it's this frequency, the energy of love that comes from the heart chakra, that comes from this unbalanced energy. Anahatsa is the, the translation of it is unstruck. So there's nothing to strike against the heart energy. Like it's nothing that brushes up against it. It's like this pure unfiltered love frequency. So I think 
and that I think that probably answers my own question is like, how do I move forward with this in like a social media context or an or announcement context or sharing or whatever it is. And like, if I can come back to it and be like, well, you know what, my, my actions were done through love and yes, maybe I get it wrong and maybe I, you know, don't do enough of trigger warnings or disclaimings or whatever, but knowing that what I'm acting from is from this place of love. I think that gives a very different energy to the type of thing that the content that you're putting out. So yeah, we can just stay grounded in ourselves and tapped into that place. I love that you said that because it actually, before we recorded this podcast this morning, um, I was on a call with a client of mine and I'm, I want to share this. I'm also thinking she hasn't given me permission to share her story, but I think she'll be okay with it. Is that she's anonymous. She's anonymous. Yeah. Um, I, I won't give away too many details, but she's one of the most beautiful and courageous parts of her character is she really does fight for justice and equality of people who, who have been victimized by this racist structure within society. And recently she's found herself in a situation where she has stood up for herself and she stood up for other people and it's really rocked the boat and other people haven't liked it. And as a result, she has been punished and other people have been punished. And this is actually a client who's working with me on nutrition, some nutrition and health goals. But the reason why this conversation was so important for us to have is because of the emotional energy it was um, taking from her. She couldn't focus on those health goals because she had been so sideswept by, by this whole situation, everything that had been going on. And we were talking this morning about everything and she was carrying a lot of anger and it felt like there was nowhere to, to channel it. Um, and so we were talking a little bit more and what it ultimately came down to was that she had started to doubt herself and she had started to question if what she did was right or wrong. And the ultimate conversation came down to, you know, did, do you feel that you did the right thing? And a lot of the emotional energy that she got swept away with was because she had started to question or doubt that her actions hadn't come from a place of love. And what we helped her to do on the call was really just come back to this place of her worth, of her understanding that the reason why she was in, struggling with this so much is because she had started to question her worth and question whether her actions were aligned with her core values and with love. And through the conversation, she was able to see that that wasn't the truth, that she had been acting from love, that she had been acting from the best possible place. And just that ability to reconnect with her worth and reconnect with herself and reconnect with her values I could see the physical shift in her on the call. Like she'd come to the call with this like crazy energy and then it just like settles and it dropped as she dropped back into herself. And I think that's such a beautiful example of, of what you've just expressed. hundred mm, percent. And I think that also it relates so much to this piece of, I take care of myself to take care of you. And I take care of you to take care of me. Like when you can really find integration within yourself and find that, how can I take care of myself so that I can take care of someone else so that I can help you? Like that's a really different energy that you're coming from because otherwise you're just depleting yourself and there's just nothing left to give. Like you, you can't, you can't give from an empty cup. And, you know, I've been reading these books and um, this beautiful book that was recommended to me yesterday called the first 40 days. And it's about just 
taking the first 40 days in a pregnancy postnatal period to really just recharge the mother. And it's, it's such a shift in mindset of how we think about that postnatal period because in that postnatal period, you, you're thinking, how am I going to make sure the baby's awake? How can I make sure the baby's sleeping? What's the baby going to eat? What about the signals and signs and things to look after the baby? And this reading this book has had, actually made me realize, like, you know what, actually – the focus in those 40 days is to make sure that me or whoever is the person is a mother is, is nourished so that they feel grounded, that they feel supported, that they feel safe, warm, um, restored, like all of that stuff so that that external care can flow out from an overflow. And I think that relates to anybody, any situation, whether you are a mother, whether you're not a mother, whether you are a business leader, whether you're a coach, whether whatever it is, like, how can you top up that sense of yourself and, the, and those practices that really keep you fueled so that you are in your place of worth so that you can help other people when they need it? I love that you shared that. And likewise with this client, even though her main driver for working with me is because she's an athlete and it's, it's to a very high standard and it's, it's her passion. But I think what we connected to today is that there's something else because one of the conversations we had is that you know, she puts herself on the line and maybe is in in the firing line for criticism and judgment and blame, but 900 people benefit because she stands up and says something. And the conversation we had was that, you know, we were talking then about her food and um, looking after her body and the self-care. And I said, are you more or less powerful when you do that? And she's like, no, I'm more powerful. And so I said, maybe the thing to start to think about now is you're not just doing this anymore for your athletic performance. You're doing this for 900 other people who can benefit because you have the energy to continue to fight for them. And I think that is a really big shift in thinking is that for her specifically, because it's always just been about her, but I think, Mm. and, and not in a selfish way, she's just never had anything else to connect to before. And now she can see that bigger connection. And I think that's going to have a much more, much stronger energetic pull for her to show up and do the things that she needs to do to look after herself that she's maybe neglected in the past, because it's no longer just about her and her ability to perform aesthetically. It's about something bigger. Mm, And that completely circles back to this yoga point of we are all one, we are all connected. Mm. So yeah, I love that. Well, I think we did okay. Is there anything else you want to add or share or insights? Or thoughts? No, I, I stand by the fact I think we, we've done okay, considering we didn't quite know how this was going to go today. I think we've, And considering um, we had two hours of sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, if, if we had recorded this on uh, what day was it? I think it was like Tuesday. I was up from like three o'clock in the morning. If it had been, then, then we both would have been really tired. So <laughs> fortunately, it's just one, just you today and not me. Um, but yeah. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this. And um, as always, we're, we're open to hearing your thoughts and feelings because, you know, we don't actually have all the answers all the time. Yeah, we don't, definitely don't. And yeah, we just so appreciate you um, sharing your thoughts and feelings with us and letting us know where we're getting it wrong and where we can do more to be more inclusive. So thank you for continuing that work for us. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. 
this will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week.